welcome to the FE Research Podcast with Joe and Alistair, a podcast that aims to shine a light on the practitioner inquiry, scholarship and research being carried out within further education. We do lots of little bits of research anyway, you know, just with us trialling things in, um, in classrooms, you know, we're, that's, that's part of our own independent research and our own development. Welcome to the FE Research Podcast. My name is Joe Fletcher Saxon and my partner in crime. Uh, Alistair Smith. Hello, Joe. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Yeah, good, 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 good. Good. Okay. And today with us on the podcast, it's the one and only Holly Barnes. Hi. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> it's great to have you. It's great to have you. Now, Holly is joining us to try something quite special. Bit of an experiment today and um, so normally you know be a sort of you know sort of randomly flowing conversation but today holly has taken up the challenge of our well it's the seven minute challenge the seven minute pod challenge where she's going to try and share with us her experiences and you know information gathered about her research in seven minutes so seven things in seven minutes that's the challenge are you up for it holly Let's do it. I'm not Eminem, but we can do this. <laughs> I can do this. I'm going to tell people a little bit about you first. So um, Holly is an English lecturer at an FE college and has been there for a couple of years now. She has experience of working with 16 to 19 year olds, adults and in apprenticeships. She teaches across GCSE and functional skills uh, programmes. Before that, she was in the EFL sector. Um, her passion for English started when she was much younger. She has a master's in linguistics and TESOL. Can we say TESOL? TESOL. Uh, she's interested in semantics and pragmatics. So now she was involved in, and it was it OTLA, Holly? OTLA? Yeah, so uh, my college was involved in OTLA. Uh, this was a separate action research project, though, and we're becoming involved with another OTLA right. as well. Okay, so this action research, the question was what strategies can be implemented to improve? Low level motivation uh, amongst English reset learners. Um, and I think there were quite a group of you, weren't there? You looked at um, resources and techniques that staff were using. So you weren't really speaking to the learners, you were speaking to the staff. Yeah. Information. Okay. I think that's enough of an introduction. Do you, Alistair? Yeah, I think it's time to, to get down to the challenge to see, uh, see how far we can get before the buzzer sounds with the seven minutes and, and see what we get in there. No pressure, Holly. I've got my bottle of water next to me ready. Are you, now, Alistair, are you pressing the sound or buzzer so Holly knows when to begin? I think we can do that, yeah. No problem at all. So, okay, Holly, are you ready? Take a I'm deep ready. breath. Let's okay, do it. Here we go. So my uh, research project was focusing on um, English research learners because obviously that's where I work um, within. The project was wanting to focus on the low levels of motivation that we see from the learners. Um, and the idea was that we were trying to get strategies, so resources, things that we could actually use um, in the classroom as opposed to focusing on the learners themselves in order to improve our practice and our practice going forward. Um, I really wanted to look at this because since I came into the FE sector I noticed a real difference between the, the ESOL sector and obviously FE and uh, the motivation is absolutely different you know in ESOL they learners come across from different countries or are sent by parents sometimes and they really um, are so involved within and immersed within the course 
but our learners just aren't involved as much as they would probably want to but there's so many factors behind that and understandably why number two uh, I carried out the research over a number of weeks so this research was actually supposed to go on a lot longer um, but because of the pandemic that we've got at the moment it had to be cut a bit short but actually I found much more um, through reflection um, upon the staff questionnaires so due to ethics we couldn't speak with the learners because a lot of my learners were 16 17 um, and that would involve a lot of um, signing and um, forms so we thought it's probably best as well that we work with or I work with um, the staff and it was great to have, have staff on board it was a great opportunity for collaboration um, so I actually changed my methodology partway through um, when I was designing what I was going to do and found that actually staff want to be involved but due to time restraints staff want to be involved quickly they don't you know we don't have a lot of time and to ensure that we get the best you know we need time but the best way I could do it was to do questionnaires um, so I did a questionnaire at the start and a questionnaire at the end amongst that I used our teaching and learning meetings to gauge what resources and what was happening within the department at the moment and also to gauge kind of what I wanted to use um, past there and to try and not un reinvent the wheel. Number three, um, there is tons of research on motivation um, and motivation in terms of English lessons. And again, that kind of goes back to the, the ESOL side as well. Um, I actually hit kind of a, not a wall as such, but kind of a, not sure really which way I was going to go with it. So. I had to make the decision early on, was I going to go down the route of creating resources um, and using them, or was I going to go down the route of um, how I worded my questioning and how um, my practice was going to change maybe um, verbally as well. Um, so once I kind of hit that and I read a lot around it, um, I realised that actually I wanted to do both. Um, it was a small scale project, so to get the best out of it, I had to do both. Therefore, that's why I said strategies overall. Um, but there's some great research around Susan Wallace. She um, wrote the book um, Motivating the or Motivated When Effie. So that had a great section about English and maths in there. Um, so there was some quite, number four, there were some quite conclusive themes um, in there. And, and I think sometimes it's quite difficult with your colleagues because. Uh, when you do research they have the tendency to want it to go a certain way for you I think um, but I was very lucky in the fact that my colleagues were very honest um, and I'm a very honest person people might probably say um, so the the one main thing that came out of it which actually took me not so much by surprise but almost back to teacher training side where it was embedding routines and rituals that had the, the most impact um, that was the, that was a key theme really everything all the resources that we used were great and people enjoyed them and we're using them for planning but actually um, the most difficult thing to embed such late on in the year was the the routine of something simple like coats and bags to the side is, is something that we looked at doing um, and staff had real um, almost like a, a it became like a, a war between um, learners and, and staff um, because it was, you know, sometimes things happen, don't we? Timetables change and, and bits and bobs. But, um, yeah. Number five. Um, so I think there are, there are lots of positives about teacher research. Um, personally, I love, I love research myself. Um, I think it really gives you a chance to look at something in depth that we might not necessarily look at. 
um in particular you know we something that um i was talking to joe about yesterday we start with something and we narrow and we narrow and we narrow and we narrow um and it also made me think as well how as teachers we don't give ourselves enough time to trial things so we might trial it with a class and we think that doesn't work okay i've got to change it but we don't give it enough time to grow and develop and shape and um, therefore i think with research we have that time and we have a supported and constructive environment to do that in when we work with the right people number six why is teacher research important i think it's all to do with de developing um if if i don't want to quote joe but if who then who you know who's who's actually going to do that we have to take ownership of 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 what we do and education is constantly developing you know where we are now is completely different to where we were only five years ago if not ten years ago um, especially in my department within English doing research when I was at school we, we didn't have that option that wasn't a, a key thing to do so I think it's really important for us as a sector and the education institute to keep looking for opportunities to move forward finally I think we have a part to play with um, encouraging everybody to be involved in research i think we have to be the change that we want to see i think we have to be the driving force of what's happening i think we all have a part to play and i think we we do lots of little bits of research anyway you know just with those trialing things in um in classrooms you know we're, that's that's part of our own independent research and our own development i'm out of breath yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was almost perfectly to the time. How much long? How much longer did you have left on the stopwatch, then, Joe? That must have been seconds. Sixteen seconds. Sixteen seconds. You would have had there. Wow. Well done. Oh, you didn't get to hear the fabulous bells. Alistair editing some bells. That was fantastic. And a nice condensed snapshot, not only of what you were looking at, and the thing about what you found out was a complete surprise, and that's often. A, a, a good thing isn't it about research it takes you in direction you really don't expect so that thing about routines and rituals so how, how are you taking forward this knowledge about routines and rituals then as you you know since finding that out i think actually it came at a really nice time um we're still i'm still at the stage where i'm, I'm trying to kind of disseminate what's happening with the team obviously with the whole pandemic happening um, we'd have a structured teacher learning meeting i would get up to the front and you know we'd do it all maybe um a bit more formally but with um things changing we've not really had um the time to fully look into it i suppose um but what we're what we're doing is just informing it for our planning next year and i think i couldn't have ended it at a better time and i couldn't have reviewed it at a better time in readiness for for where we are now and in fact i was i was planning the other day for the very first lesson back and i was thinking about okay what do i want from my online lesson and what do i want in my classroom lesson and and how does that look you know how do they look together and what kind of routines and rituals can i bring into my online session and there's that kind of idea of um online etiquette you know should cameras on cameras off microphones on microphones off you know can you hear me all that kind of stuff um and how a start of a lesson is going to look online so it's it's all become actually quite well perfectly timed yeah so so in many ways that little pocket of actual research was the beginning it wasn't the end it was the beginning of something wasn't it yeah absolutely and i think you know it's it's shown me a lot of of what we are really good at actually 
um, you know, we, I didn't want to reinvent the wheel and that was my, my real concern. I didn't want to go in with all new fancy and flash resources and ideas and, you know, have taken bits and, and from here, there and everywhere. But actually, what are we doing? That's absolutely fantastic. That's working. Maybe a couple of things that we know are out there, but we don't use. And how can we implement them together in the classroom to be the most successful? There's, there's a couple of uh, things you mentioned as well in there that, that kind of keep coming up time and time again when we have these conversations. And it's that understanding about the time and the time pressures, not just for yourself, but everyone else involved in the research. Um, and the idea of uh, kind of, I mean, you didn't quite use the words of messiness, but the, the finding new things along the way that almost do, do throw the way that the research goes. And it, it's quite interesting that they keep coming up over and over again as kind of common themes. And, and I think yeah. Joe will agree we see that. In, in almost yeah. every conversation now in some form yeah and I think it's it's how it fits with you as well as as the you know the researcher what can you do in the time you've been given and what's best done in that time rather than trying to you know overcome tons and tons of, of different things what is it you actually want to want to find out in that short space of time and how is that going to be useful there's no point you know looking at everything and, and not using any of it and mm. um, I like the way where you ended um yeah the, the if not if not you then who that was that that quote wasn't it um i we were alistair and i were in some kind of uh, we were at a conference this morning and sam jones was talking about mantle of the expert that's about you know acknowledging and drawing upon and using our own expertise and i think what you've done is demonstrated that today that that's what we should be going upon even more really right i think for this very short podcast we, we're actually coming to the end aren't we i don't know yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed you did it, Holly. I, I wonder if you've been yeah. practicing that before you got there. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I did a little bit of practice. I had one, my other half on the on the laptop and me in here, and I was like, just a, I've not used my iPad before. And I was like, does it look right? And he was timing me, and uh, he was like, you got it so so on. perfect on the timing, yeah. You absolutely nailed it. Now I think you now deserve those lotus biscoff cream biscuits that your fiance has bought. Absolutely, you. I, and I think you should make me dinner for it being, you know, yeah, so yeah. well. Sorry. Well, that really can we? Yeah, totally. Thank you so much. We're going to say our goodbyes now before we um, press stop record. You don't need to disappear straight away. Just let's say goodbye <laughs> in front of the microphone. Yes. So. Thank you very much, Holly Barnes. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you for stepping up to the challenge. You've been listening to the FE Research Podcast. You can follow the conversations on Twitter using the hashtag FE Research Podcast. Thanks for listening, and hopefully you can join us again soon.